broadcasting from a little liberal town known in Madison, Wisconsin. This is the Sauce Report. And your host today, Sauslin Timison. And welcome to the Sauce Report. Well, today we have a very special guest, a good friend of mine, a brother in Christ, Natan. I'm not even going to say his last name because it's a very hard name to pronounce. He is a, we were friends in college and he is in a different country and he's coming on to the Sauce Report for a very special episode of Sauslin or Natan and Sauslin's perspective on America. How are you doing today, Natan? And good morning and happy New Year's Eve. Sauslin, uh, good morning and right, happy New Year. And there's a part of the continent in Oceania, a small island called, I don't remember the, right, the name right now, but it's already New Year's in that part of the world. It's around 2 a.m. right now there. So it's happy New Year indeed. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. So we are going to be bringing you guys a very uh, interesting show. Uh, it's going to be full blasted, or it's going to be a full like episode of us talking about certain issues. But first of all, we want to, our hearts and our prayers go out to the officer, Officer Isaiah mm-hmm. uh, Cordoyo, Cordoyo, out of California, who was brutally mm-hmm. murdered. Uh, he did a routine traffic stop and he didn't get like five seconds to get off his motorcycle because he was a traffic police officer that rode motorcycle and he was shot and killed. That caused a hour and 16 minute uh, police chase it throughout Los Angeles on uh, 210. And then eventually uh, the, the convicted killer was rammed by the Bearcat from the sheriff's department. And he opened fire, and then the uh, the convicted killer was shot and killed on scene. But it was interesting, Natan, because this happened, and you know what the ju- you know what the sheriff said. The sheriff stated, "If the judge would have done her job right, this would have never happened at all. The police officer would not be sh- uh, shot and killed, and other police officers would not be injured." Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Well. I don't understand the whole context behind that, so I have to acknowledge that. So uh, what happened with the judge? Or oh wait, I, you can tell me if you want. Yes. I'm so what happened is, is that the judge let this convicted this individual that killed the police officer stab somebody thirteen different times, and mm-hmm. then before stabbed uh, three other police officers before. So he had, he kept on going outside, so he get caught for like heinous acts and the judge kept letting him go yes and this mm. is what the sheriff was very upset about because this could have been prevented if the judge mm. would have done her job but mm. this is california and he said that this is like the third police officer's death this year that this county has faced what are your and it's all in the hands of the judge that was appointed by a democrat uh governor and stating that the the sheriff said that the judge has to stop playing politics and has to stop catering to the the abolish the prison system movement and abolishing uh no bail what are your thoughts on that well first of all i have to say that this is very sad to hear um because it's not right i mean first of all any human life being taken is 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 a very it's not right it should not happen second of all the fact that this is happening in the united states uh, and th- here's the thing uh, to everybody that's listening. The reason why I believe this is even more sad was because these types of news, um, especially those of judges letting 
people go like this. We're used to hearing that in Latin America. We're, we are very used to hearing about that. But you're not that used in the United States. Like this is not the type of everyday news that hits the United States. So the fact that we're getting this news from um, from this nation, it, it, it is a very sad fact because uh, this is this did not happen five years ago, you know? No, no. And, and the sad part is, is that I showed you the stats before coming on here. Mm. Okay, in the last three months, there should not be 200 and now 262 police officers dead. Mm. And, and, and literally, and I actually, so for the listeners that are listening, I showed Natan of the police officers, like, and it was 261, literally the day before. Mm. And I told you, this is like, we have police officers that die like each day. And sure enough, what happened is, oh, wait, there's 262 this year. I mean, literally, there should, and the, the sad part is, is that they're, they're being brutally murdered through uh, doing purposely, like people would call, like for so-called so domestic abuse and would ambush the police officers. They call mm. this ambushing. This is a new thing that's happening. What are your thoughts on people doing that in America? Like, because it's happened, to, and the sad part is, is that because um, in America, we have police officers that go out in twos. And the sad part is that the, the two police officers that normally go out, the first two responders, don't even have enough time because they're ambushed. What are your thoughts on that? The style that's being, the style that well, these criminals are doing. Because you see this, this is... happen in Latin America, right? Mm, it's kind of yes. or no? Yeah, I mean, that's that's not a normal thing to hear about. Uh, but first of all, and this, this goes to all the believers listening to this, is that uh, my first thought always is uh, this does not take away the fact that I can rest in the fact that my God is is God, you know? Yes. And um, he can still change things around. Um, I still have faith in him, even when I hear about the worst news, you know. Uh, when the pandemic started, uh, it was hard to hear about that, but I knew that God would have us in his hands, you know. So yeah. this doesn't change that fact, you know. We can rest in his unchanging character in the middle of everything changing. Nonetheless, nonetheless, um, again, the fact that this is happening in the United States, and, and I say this repeatedly, Um, I, like like you said, uh, the amount of officers that are dying. Like again, and I'm not trying to say this sarcastically. This is a serious thought. These are Latin American numbers. These are yeah, not yeah. United States statistics. You know, some like people. I mean, first of all, I have to acknowledge the fact that I do not have, um. I don't have as much a profound understanding of things politically in the United States as the average American because I'm not American, right? Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, uh, people, please, please listen to this. Uh, regardless of whichever political side you're on, uh, I hope you're on the right one. <laughs> yes. um, please just open your eyes. When you see a first world country, you know, strong economy, I mean, still strong in the middle of all this, you know? Uh, beginning to look like a third world country, people, please, please open your eyes. This yeah. is not normal, you know. Yeah, and and it's sad because you know they styled ambushing, and <clears throat> they style kind of amb and half of the people that ambush these police officers are already have a criminal history behind them. Hmm. And you know what we're seeing is that. So, what are your thoughts on these politicians? going after law-abiding citizens and taking their guns because we're seeing that in america you know to me here's why i think 
I think that's a huge problem because they're going after law-abiding citizens that register their guns properly, that actually pay their taxes, that pay gun tax, and they mm. go properly and uh, purchase a firearm. They do it all legally. Because your criminals, they don't do any of that. They could care. They could care less about the law. They would probably uh, have felonies. I do and- have to acknowledge that. I mean, praise God, we still managed to catch some. But um, and I'm very careful when I say this because uh, the government here doesn't like to hear bad stuff. They don't like bad rap, you know. Um, so I'm very careful with what I share. Nonetheless, um, and this is to everybody else that is listening who's outside of the Latin American community. Um, in Latin, in Latin America, you know, I don't mean the Latin American community in the United States, but I mean in America. I mean, anybody outside of the United States who lives in this part of the continent would agree with me. Um, but to those of you that are from the United States that are listening, um, I mean, even when the government does things uh, here, they do it as a cover-up. Like, yeah. there is, and it's something that here in America we call La Ley de Herodes, which translates to Herod's Law. What that means is, uh, yes, there's a law. Yes, we can still do some things sometimes with the law. You know, luckily, uh, the whole place is not in shutdown. You know, there's still some sort of societal function going on. You know, yeah. Uh, nonetheless, uh, we the citizens, we the people, we no longer rely on the government <laughs> uh, because the government, quite frankly, and you can even hear this from uh, there's this uh, the actor from Star Wars, Cash and Andor series, uh, Diego Luna. He says the same thing, even on open shows like Jimmy Kimmel Live and all those. Like you hear even people who are on that part of the spectrum from the Mexican. Oh, my. Um, Sasan, I will ask you to cut that part, please. Um, would that be okay. OK? Yes, go for it's it. Just, okay. uh, I just don't want to reveal the fact that I live in Mexico. Um, no, you're good. You're good. So Latin America. Okay, so Latin America. So you see that this you have more Latin America people coming out stating this is a going this is what's going on right yes and um where i wanted to go with this was that um and this goes to everybody in the united states that does not live in this part of the continent um anybody else who lives outside of the united states on this side of the hemisphere would agree with me um but to those of you that are listening who are uh, citizens or residents of the united states uh, just know that most of the things the government most of the things that the government does here uh, that are right, I'm not going to discredit the fact or the possibility that they actually want to do it because they want to do what's right. But most times it's just a cover up, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm very careful with what I share with this because they don't like bad rep. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, so but, what are your, so, yeah. So what are you, okay. So what are your I'm, thoughts? I'm yes. No. Um, what are your thoughts then on like the whole, like, I mean, the police numbers, I mean, do you, I mean, I don't know, because uh, like when I showed you the numbers and when I told you that uh, and when I sent you footage, because I have people that send me different footages, I sent you one where he was the the three people were coming out of uh, the Chinese restaurant. And what happened? Mm, yeah, that was that was shocking. I mean, first of all, let's just say, uh, even though I do live in a part Latin of the world where you're used. Yeah, you're used to hearing about these things, you know, still seeing them, you know still seeing them shocks you, you know, because human life is precious before God, you know? Yeah. We're all created in the image of God, you know? Uh, we are souls. And just a little side note here quickly. Um, this even proves the fact that God exists, you know? The fact that we have a burden in our souls when we see someone, a life being taken, you know? How do we know that life has worth? 
if we're all just floating particles, whatever. You know, like the thing is, unfortunately, um, even to those in the community worldwide that are trying to hold to atheistic principles, uh, just know that the fact that your heart breaks over seeing this shows that you know that the human soul objectively has value, yeah. which points to God. Going back to the main issue, um, it is heartbreaking to see lives being taken. But again, um, the way it happened, you know, um, that uh, it was innocent people, you know, innocent yeah. people. Because, I mean, you can understand if, you know, uh, here in Latin America, we have something called Herod's Law or La Ley de Herodes. And uh, pretty much what it means is we don't rely, even though the law is still here and there's still some type of societal function going on, um, we don't rely on the law anymore. And yeah. so what, what that means is that uh, you you rely on, on your own means to make things right sometimes, you know, uh, not all the times. Now, taking that into account, in the United States, um, the way that happened, you know, innocent people dying like that, getting shot like that. Um, you know, the, the drivers pull up innocent people again, you know, not people yeah. who were messed with the wrong people. And it was like some type of setting up uh, whatever they did, you know, no, innocent people getting yeah. shot by some gangsters out there. And then again. driving off. And like, yeah, if you, if you watch the footage and I sent you a Chinese restaurant and the guy yeah, yeah, yeah. was in a red and, Yeah, it was a red and Ford. And you can see the so wrong. Yeah, you can see the gun, and you can see, and um, I, I was just absolutely just mind blown. Um, I, I mean, I was just lost of words. I'm thinking, man, that was like, and they did that broad daylight, and you yeah. saw that footage, mm -hmm. and you see that happening in gas stations. You know, mm -hmm. now you see that uh, in Philadelphia, where another person opened fire on mm -hmm. in Philadelphia, and people are pumping their gas. Station, yeah, we're pumping again. Their gas like, and here's the thing, and to anybody outside the U.S. that is listening to this, especially anybody from the Latin American community worldwide. If you don't believe this, look up, read, read news articles. I mean, just read even about omnibus. People, I mean, I've talked to some people here. Hey, they just tried to, uh, hey, do you know if they approved omnibus yet? Oh, the bill that 1.7? Yeah. Oh, they, that was already signed and passed. Oh, my. That's terrible. Sorry. It's just I try to be updated as, as I can. No, but don't and They you know did. Do you know what the sad part is? Tell me. So I read that. It took me five and a half days to read through the whole Oh, idea. my gosh. It took they me probably didn't even read it. No, none of them did. And oh, see, my and gosh. I mean, I'm pretty sure Chip Roy read it, you know? Chip Roy, yeah. He read, uh, I mean, he seems like a guy who would read it, but I'm not sure about everybody else there. No. Well, like Nancy, well, our speaker of the house, Nancy Pelosi, she's like, well, we can read it after the fact. We got to get signed first. We can we have to put an effect in law first, and then yeah, we can read it after. A one point seventy two trillion effect, you know? Yeah, it's well, not a walk in the park, ma'am. Well, <laughs> you know, with all due respect, you know, respecting the fact that she is a speaker. No, she's all not. Of that. She's, no, um, you know, well, like okay, you know, guess one at a time. Yes, because the week before, okay, Congress and Senate and Joe Biden passed a military defense budget that oh was my. one point. One point six trillion dollars. You know, at this point, um, first, like, I, I, we have to acknowledge one thing. Uh, the Bible calls us to pray for our leaders, you know, and uh, Christians. We have to pray for them, you know. And first of all, we have to pray for them to come to Christ. We have to pray for, for you know, like, we just have to pray for them, you know. Yeah. And I mean, taking that into account, you know, uh, I do believe that at this point, um, the government, I mean, with the amount of debt you guys are accumulating, I mean, it's a lot of debt. More you than know, a lot of countries combined. 
Worldwide. Wait, you know, well, you know how much, you know how much money, like you know how much uh, money we spent just this year. Actually, I do not. Uh, I mean, five I should look it up online, eight. but okay, uh, it's five. easier if you tell me now. Yes, five point eight oh trillion dollars. I mean, I don't even. I, I mean, I understand that as a, as a number, but to put that number in my head, like the amount of zeros you have in that thing, like five point eight trillion dollars. That's like I don't even know. I let me. I, I mean. I'm just curious to see how many zeros is in a trillion, you know? Uh, I think there is 21 zeros. Oh, my but gosh. Why, but the bigger question is, okay, you have – and here's the whole instance, okay? This yeah. is – I want your I want your thoughts on this. Yeah. So we have spent more money. We spent – we gave Ukraine $5.5 trillion, okay? Mm -hmm. And we also are giving countries, for instance, in this anonymous bill or whatever this Ukraine package bill – we're giving mm. Ukraine $171 billion, and we're paying for the mm. military. We're paying for the food. We're paying for mm -hmm. the electricity. We're also giving Russia... We're paying for the whole country at this point. <laughs> because here's the problem with Mexico, okay? Mm. We're paying Mexico... 10.9 billion dollars and it's all going to straight to the drug cartels oh well just be aware that that goes to the drug cartel not i mean at this point it's uh, going straight in, to the drug cartel in that particular country in that particular country i am certain that uh i mean the government is very involved with them as well so oh yeah well you know you know better you know like i mean the problem is is that mexico doesn't have their borders tight yeah and yeah that's have... the problem and like first of all like i have to acknowledge that as a as a latin american human being <laughs> um we don't like this you know i mean people think sometimes when we when they see us in the u.s uh they have some type of stereotypical idea of us that oh we're the ones that no like for those of us that we do have our our paperwork in order that we do things right you know that we have not broken the law you know with that regard you know yeah we don't like hearing about this we don't like that uh fellow latin americans are doing this you know we, we're not proud of that you know we don't like that you know for example you hear of mexico right and that uh, the first thing you hear about is you the first thing most people think is narcos because there's a netflix series about narcos and yeah people don't know about the beauty in the country and all the natural beauty it has you know and uh and even the beauty also in the people's you know, we don't like this. Nonetheless, uh, yeah, I mean, our government needs to do better, you know? Yeah. And here's an interesting fact for you, because you brought up narcos. And Fox News did a special report on narcos. Did you know, here's the reason. So a lot of those police deaths are border agents. And according to the narcos and according to their ruling, they have a hit. And for instance, if you do a headshot on a police officer, uh, the, one of the border patrol agents, that narco, that drug meal gets $52,000 for taking out. Uh, so it's like bounty hunters. And so they literally go on to the cross. They literally go across the border in America to America and they mm -hmm. hunt down these uh, border patrol agents. So for mm -hmm. instance, uh, I was, I went through, I went to the Southern border um, and mm -hmm. I wanted to go through the process. So I went with a good friend of mine and you know what I found? So while we we're going through the line, it took us six and a half hours to go through oh part of, Port of San Diego, and there was mm. this illegal immigrant that came and shipped a uh, border patrol agent. Mm. And so, what shipped means is that he stabbed him. And we went up to him, and 
you see that the border patrol agent was like, they are in fear tactic. You know, you, there's 42 suicides um, a year just in the border patrol agents. We've mm. had over 42 suicides in like record numbers in the border patrol agents and the border mm. patrol agent uh, in America. They're having a hard time getting recruits because a lot of them are afraid that they're never going to see their families again. And I spoke to one of the, uh, the women uh, that was an officer at the border patrol. She was crying. And she has to hug her one-year-old son each day and saying, I don't know if I'm going to be coming home or not. Mm. That is, and that is under this current administration compared to the Trump administration where Trump showed respect. Trump made sure that, you know, the, the Donald, President Donald Trump showed respect and that he allowed the Border Patrol agents to filter through and not allow anyone to come through. Because when somebody, because for instance, in the Port of San Diego, okay, for us, the the border patrol agents do not carry weapons because the Biden administration told them not to carry them. And because it shows a, a, a fear tactic. So there's, it's not welcoming. So what happens is that they have to wear this extra gear and they have to like pretty much wear a taser on them. Well, a taser is not going to stop anyone that's running with you after a knife. It didn't stop that border patrol agent that got shipped in line. It was, yeah, I was actually, you need, you need heavier stuff. So what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on this? On, what are your again, thoughts on this Biden again, administration? And, you know, one of our teachers told us this, you know, most of our problems in life are, I mean, they can be solved in very simple ways. You know, it's as simple as put up better laws. Uh, actually, out of all that money that you just signed, you know, invest in security in the border, you know? Oh, why, why do we do that, though? We got to protect other countries' borders. We got to... We got to give money to Russia. We got to give money to Ukraine. I mean, we can't, we can't protect our own border. I mean, because I have to acknowledge that. that it is important to maintain a good relationship with other countries. Nonetheless, I mean, the way they're doing it, though, the way they're doing it, though, is not right. You know, yeah. and um, taking into account, you know, uh, I think it's a, a basic human principle that a country's sovereignty. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not trying to do pop culture references, you know, but there's this Marvel movie and like the movie is about. Uh, it's 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 a Black Panther movie, right? And there's this guy that's trying to destabilize the country, right? And take over the throne. And the guy goes like, we should put all these weapons to our brothers and sisters and, uh, and I don't know, start a revolution, right? And like he goes, like, because of people all over the world. And the guy replies with uh, Chadwick Boseman, who, by the way, was a Christian. He was a Baptist and he often... He frequently spoke of his faith on set, and he re- like. But his character in the movie replies with, "I am not king of the entire world. I am king of Wakanda." You know. And yeah. again, I know this is a pop culture reference, and it's kind of cheesy. But nonetheless, uh, whoever is leading this country should know that they are leading this country, not other countries. You know. Yeah. Which means, don't. I mean, if you want to help another country, make sure that it doesn't hurt your country. And especially with the economy, you know, I yeah. mean, just the thought. Because we're seeing, because what we're seeing in America is we're seeing America degrade. We're seeing America break down because people are not, like, we're seeing more and more people on the streets because they can't mm. afford housing anymore. Oh my. And we're seeing more, for instance, we had in this past year also, we had record numbers of illegal immigrants crossing the border. We had 2.6 million illegal immigrants that crossed oh this border. And you know what they're doing? So here's what, for instance, they're busing them all the way to like throughout like America and stuff. You see mm. Governor Abbott busing them too. So for instance, in New York City, okay, the New York City, if you're an illegal, for instance, if I was an illegal immigrant and I would go to New York City, right away, I would get a free cell phone. I would get an iPhone 16. I would also get a, a food stamp card. Oh, that? 
Yeah, and I'll get $2,400 a month. Man, that's, dude, 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 that, the amount you just mentioned, brother, that's enough to feed a very, like, poor, even on the street family here for maybe six months. That's insane. Yeah, and then I'll get $2,400 a month, and then I get free housing. I mean, I'm trying to say if they're they're willing to give that money out anyway, they should give it out to people that actually, I mean, I, I, I guess those people are trying to find better conditions. But again, they're not doing it right. You know, they're not doing it legally. You know, no, and, and you see, and here's a whole caveat to it. So also Fox News, Fox Business went out to the streets and the homeless people. And they were they were, they were sick and tired of it. They said, "Well, why are they getting better treatment than we are? Oh, you know, why are we getting housing? Why mm. are they putting up in fancy hotels? Why are mm. they getting hot food? Oh, and, we're not? and now yeah. they're going to do something for them, right? Yeah, and see, and this is a problem. And they're like, and a lot of people are saying that this yeah. government is big, not the big, money. big, big context here. That the difference between those people you just mentioned and these homeless people is that, first of all, these homeless people. I mean, that's just." Just uh, note the fact that it's very sad to hear about yeah, someone is. being homeless, you know, because that is not just, for example, and to anybody listening, it's not just about what's going on. It's about looking also at their hearts and saying, man, what did this person, how many bad choices did this person have to make to end up like this? You know, like either it's drug addictions or a, a lot of bad, uh, poor financial choices, or I don't even want to imagine how you have to end up uh, homeless. You know, it, it's a terrible circumstance. Well, you know, nonetheless, you know, like, Oh, wait, I'm listening. What, Natan? Well, the only thing, well, actually, if you're a homeless person, you can actually go to a department of health and you can get free crack pipes. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That I mean, first of all, that that's terrible, too. You know, that is yeah. terrible, too, because that's not helping them. But first, like, just to recognize, these people, they live in the U.S., uh, yeah. which I know you guys have a lot of problems. But, I mean, and I've noticed this lately because I do go there often is that in a lot of places, you do see signs that say we're hiring, you know, everywhere. You yep. Because, I mean, of course, another sad fact is a lot of people our age feel like uh, they shouldn't work anymore and they want to get free money, which, by the way, uh, that's so lame because imagine like just going to the movies and go like, hey, you know, instead of, hey, I work hard and I'm paying for this, it's, hey, I didn't work at all and the government paid for this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. First of all, that's sad. Second of all, um, people can't find a job there. I mean, it's not like it's it's not like it's a third world country, you know? Yeah, because there's jobs hiring all the time. Yeah. And so the bigger question is, where do you see, because, I mean, what do you think about, I mean, President Joe Biden? Because he's got like his like moral compasses all backwards. And he calls himself and he calls himself a Catholic. But oh. at the same time, through this anonymous bill, he's putting abortion on steroids. Like thinking of abortion on steroids, yeah. and get this. So, mm. for instance, the parental consent for mm. if you have a child, for instance, then Todd, and your child were to be at school, and this would be in America, and your child's like, oh, I want to be a girl. Like if you had a son, you know, and mm. uh, your son's like, I want to be a girl. Well, under this one point seven trillion dollar bill that got passed, your son doesn't have to tell you, doesn't have to have your consent, and then mm. the school will That's pay not, for him. Right. That's not good. No, and it's already passed, so it's already in effect now. What are your yeah. thoughts on that? What are you? I mean, first on? of all, um, we need God to pray. We need, head, to, right? we need to pray for all the citizens of the United States. We need to pray for them to come to Christ, so they can have the indwelt Holy Spirit in them to make wiser choices. Uh, because that—that's a big factor in all of this. And Christians, please understand that. 
Um, yes, it is right to get angry about this. We should because it is terrible and it is wicked and it is not right and it does not honor God. It is that it does not honor anybody, you know, not even the the own kids because they are depriving them of their own freedom of having an innocent childhood, you know. Yep. Uh, which is essential to a good mental health. Like there are studies that back it up. There's the data. I cannot mention it right now, but look it up. It's there. There are studies found that uh, these these things being done on kids is not good for them. It affects them. It affects uh, their how their body's made up. It affects their composition, their chemical balances. It affects things in a negative way. So yes, it yeah. is a bad thing. Nonetheless, like just the fact that um, I mean, taking that into account already, the fact that people are are approving this, um, it's just I don't even know what to think of it, you know. Um, and by the way, um, and I do believe, um, I mean, this is not the only place it's happening because it's happening everywhere. Um, it's happening here, it's happening there, it's happening all over the world, and it's a very sad fact, you know, that we're seeing a society uh, day by day doesn't want God does not want the things of God, um, doesn't want, and not even just, I'm not even talking about the gospel and having a personal relationship with Christ, which is the most important thing for a soul, you know, uh, but I'm talking about like with the things of God, I mean, principles, you know, like yeah. people don't care about principles anymore. People, I mean, for all of human history, we've always been sinful and wicked and in need of God and in need of salvation of a God who loves us so much and who always receives us with open arms to forgive us and redeem us. Nonetheless, like at this point in history, um, it is looking quite like the days of Noah, if you know what I mean. Yes. And you find what Jesus said about that. It means it will be like that, you know? Yeah. And I think the only comforting thing about all of this mess worldwide is that each day that passes is a day closer to Jesus' return. Amen. And, uh, that gives me comfort, you know, because I'm like, man, if the world will fall apart right now, which it could at some point later down the line, I'm like... I'm grateful that I have a hope that is even stronger than the whole world falling apart, you know? Yeah. So I know you're probably wondering uh, about this question, and I want to also get your thoughts on this. Yeah. So th during this past year, okay, every session that every year Congress opens up with a prayer. And mm -hmm. this got a lot of feedback. This got like really negative oh, feedback. I see where you're going with this. You probably heard about it. And mm -hmm. it was from... The person that prayed, prayed to Allah and prayed to Buddha. And for the first time yeah. ever, mm -hmm. that, those were mentioned and they said, amen. And like, and Allah. yeah, I remember what that. Part. And what I are mean, your thoughts on that? Because first of all, uh, that guy is not aware of, of Hebrew, of Hebrew culture, because amen is a word that means so be it. It doesn't have to deal with uh, a man. <laughs> but, <laughs> here's, he, but here's what I'm getting to. Yes. So a lot of uh, Pastor Greg Locke and pastor oh. franklin graham yeah. they both said that prayer that was officially announced in congress tells you that america has drifted away from god that congress has drifted mm. away because I, I never mean, in history has mm. ever, never in history has congress ever prayed to allah and to uh buddha that's never been happening until this year what are your thoughts on that when do mm. you think they're right or no i, would I mean trust. this has already been happening for the last few decades i'm not trying to sound cold True. But uh, it's a fact already, you know. And I remember even um, uh, Billy Graham's daughter. I don't remember her name right now, but uh, oh, I like what what she wrote. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, that people are like, man, um, why is God letting all these things happen? You know, which again, it's a philosophical question that has its own answer. 
uh, which I will not go into that because I don't want to get out of line. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to fall out of what we're talking about right now. That'll be for uh, a later date. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, this is not an episode on apologetics. <laughs> uh, no. Nonetheless, what what uh, Graham's daughter said uh, was, um, well, people wonder why does God allow these things to happen when, I mean, slowly they have been pushing God out of the classrooms. They have been pushing prayer out of the schools, you know? And and I'm not trying to, I'm not talking about Im- imposing religion on somebody because first of all, Christianity is not religion. It's relationship with God. We, it's not Amen. even religion. But uh, in, in simpler terms, um, like the like even, I don't even know how to say this, but even in terms of reasoning, the concept of God, and we know it's not a concept. We know it's a reality. It's a truth, right? Because God is God. But even the concept of God, philosophically speaking, it requires for you to consider a source for objective morality, you know? And you get rid of that, and you pretty much can say, I define morality, it's all subjective, and uh, pretty much you can do whatever you want to do in those terms, you know? Pretty much you become your own God, lower G, you know? Yeah. Um, So, I mean, what Billy Graham's daughter was trying to say with this is people wonder, oh my gosh, how can God let this happen? Which, I mean, God is in control. You know, and but there's also freedom of will. Um, you know, See, and, and that's, the point that's is not. we have been pushing out God's principles for decades. True. You know, True. to the point that that's where we are worldwide nowadays. Yes, you know, Natan, there's something that about that question I want to ask you. You know, because yeah. you look at you look at America, and you have like a lot of people say that America is not like other countries. Uh, for us, for instance. Australia has placed America as a high-risk country. Hmm. Now, that's the first time in Australian history that they've ever done that. And they tell, and New Zealand said, be cautious when you go there. Be like, because it's unstable. New Zealand put America as unstable conditions. Oh, my. And so you have all these other countries that used to be our allies are putting America as unstable. Hmm. I mean, well, from the footage of last night that I sent you Hmm. uh, out of Milwaukee, which is actually not too far from where I live, I would Hmm. be, I'm like, I mean, I would absolutely because um, Midtown is where the Bucks game was, mm. and I mean, after like what I sent you last night, I mean, they were not it, people are not celebrating the New Year's Eve. They were not doing fireworks because they were mm. like, you know, I was just it was mind blowing. Mm. I mean, how if God truly does love at this country and stuff, if God truly hears our prayers, why isn't He mm. answering our prayers? I mean, I want to get your perspective on this for listeners that do have oh. questions. They're thinking. Well, um, I, I, I gladly answer it. Don't worry. And go for praise it. God go for it. And, and shout out to every other person that has taught me apologetics in the past, because what I'm about to answer is not even because I figured that out on my own, but because there were people smarter than me that taught me that, I, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yep. The reasoning that I've got is, is not even mine. First of all, it's God's, but it's also under other people's teaching. Uh, first of all, there are two presuppositions, presuppositions already, you know, number one, is that when God doesn't answer your prayer, you assume that he's not listening, you know? And number two is that um, you assume that God has to do everything you pray for. Now, being very careful with that, because God is God, and, and he can, because he is God, he's not bound to obeying any sort of, uh, you know, command. Yep. Because if he was bound to that, then he would be bound, and he wouldn't be God. Because by the necessity of his own nature, God is boundless, because that's, that's what pretty much what you think of when you think of God, um, you know. Nonetheless, uh, presupposition number one: uh, God does not respond; therefore, He does not listen. 
he listens to your prayers, you know? Yeah. Now he's always even he's even listening to this conversation right now. You know, our heavenly father is listening to us. He's there with me because he's omnipresent. And just as he's here with me, he's there with you. And he's right there with everybody else that is listening to this episode, you know? And that is a beautiful and a truly profound and comforting thing to know in these times, you know? To know that you're never truly alone because the, the presence of God is with you. I mean, even for the unbeliever, you know? I mean, he doesn't have his presence in, in relational terms because he has not accepted the gift of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, you know? Uh, but nonetheless, he still has the omnipresent presence of God in the fact, like being the fact that God made space and since he made it, I mean, that's a whole other topic, you know? Um, so presupposition number one, God does not answer therefore he doesn't listen. No, because he does listen. Presupposition number two. Uh, and there's so many more presuppositions because, I mean, that question of yours, it has a lot of philosophical, how do I say this? A lot of things that man has struggled with philosophically into yeah. one is not just one thing. It's problem of evil and suffering. It's also uh, questioning the deity and the, the the deity of God. I mean, there's a lot of things philosophically there that I could unpack, you know. Uh, but focusing on this, which I think focuses mostly on the problem of evil and suffering, you know. And the second one, uh, I don't even, I mean, there's a lot of presuppositions with that question already, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the next one that I want to tackle with would be... Um, okay, these things happen. So is God God? You know, is he good? You know? Or, I mean, like like so many people have said, and I think this was Eutifro's dilemma. And this was, he was a Greek individual who came up with this question, right? Is God all good or is he all powerful? And he said, you know, because if God is all good, he can be all powerful. If God is all powerful, he cannot be all good. And it was taught to me by uh, an African philosopher uh, from an organization that I cannot name right now because it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> um, um, but um, pretty much what this individual said was, um, well, it's a dilemma. Dilemma, D, you know, like from its root meaning it's two options, either this or this. So what do you do? You simply, you just ignore the dilemma. Why? Because people are presenting you only two options, right? Yeah, either yeah. God is all good or he's all powerful. And that's it. No, there's a third option. God is all good and all powerful because that's who he is. Now, we not we may not be able to understand everything that's going on in the whole world, you know. And I want to close your question with this, you know, because uh, another man that I that I used to listen to a lot that is no longer here with us um, used to have a story. And unfortunately, what happened with this man was tragic, you know, like, I don't really, he's not someone I would look up to nowadays. But no, nonetheless, the story is based on the culture of his nationality, which independently of him, the story is still true. And the story went like this. There was a man. He had um, a farm and horses and a boy, right? And one time, um, his horses uh, were let, I think his, bro his, horses, uh, his horses broke out, right? Yep. And one of his neighbors comes by and he says, hey, uh, your horse escaped. That is terrible. And the guy responds with, why do I know about these things, right? And uh, a few days later, the horse comes back with um, a ton of other horses. I mean, it's not just a few horses. It was a lot more horses. And, um, and then the neighbor comes and he says, hey, you know, good thing that your horse 
uh, broke out because he's back with more horses, which benefits you. And the farmer goes like, well, I don't know about these things, you know? Later on, uh, the boy was taking care of one of the horses and breaks his arm. And then the neighbor comes back. Hey, that's a terrible thing that uh, your horse broke out and came back with more horses because one of those horses that your son was taking care of broke your boy's arm. And the guy responds with, what do I know about these things? A few days later, um, there was a band of gangsters going through the state highway, right? Mm -hmm. And they were recruiting young men. And they go by the farmer's house and they see this guy uh, has uh, that the boy has a broken arm. And they go like, nah, not him. Let's go to the next house. You know? I mean, and the point was, uh, we live, for the amount of time that we live on this earth, and I remember uh, someone else from from camp told me this, uh, is that God has the big picture. We don't, you know? And uh, and I, I can understand everything right now in terms of uh, why things happen or why not. What I do understand is that... Uh, um, and this is in philosophy is called as the argument of uh, the limit of knowledge, which means that I cannot claim that I know everything mm-hmm. because if I claim that I know everything, therefore I must prove that I know, I know everything, which I don't, you know, yeah. and yeah. taking that into account, applying it to God. I'm not God. I have, I'm not the one who wrote history from beginning to end, who is beyond and outside of time. Therefore I cannot answer as to why. Nonetheless, to anybody that uses this as a question to try to challenge Christianity, please be aware that it is, and I'm saying this because I have struggled existentially myself. I have doubted my own faith. I am saying, why is it true? Why should I believe in God? Does he even exist? And let me tell you that there are answers to those things that prove the fact that God is God, that he exists, that Christianity is true, that Jesus Christ walked on this earth, that he rose again. And he died and rose again three days later. You know, what I'm trying to say is the Christian worldview is a cohesive, coherent worldview. Yeah. And 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 in terms of metaphysics, epistemology, axiology, in so many ways, um, it is a coherent. Like what I'm trying to say is, if you're someone who who enjoys um, philosophical thought, and uh, you you like like reasoning, and you you actually care about something that makes sense. I'm saying, my friend, consider Christianity because it is the worldview, the philosophical system um, that makes the most sense out of all of them. Um, but yeah. that's another that's another topic for another time. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I want also your state on this. So I don't yes. know if you know, I don't know if you don't know Dr. Tony Evans. I absolutely love him. Yes. Oh my Evans. gosh, his book. And I don't know if he's listening to this or not, but Tony Evans, uh, your book, uh, Theology. Of this world. You can count out that. Yes. Like I was scared because when they gave us the book, I was like, man, 1400 pages, <laughs> yep. you know, it was a very um, I so read I... every, almost every single, I still have to read about a hundred more pages of it because I mean, I, if I'm honest during our year there, uh, at the Bible school, uh, we could, I could not read the whole thing. Uh, but I, I am getting close to finishing it and, uh, and uh, it is, a it was an incredible work. I'm oh, listening. Absolutely. So sorry. No, you're good. You're good. So I had lunch with him a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because he stated this at lunch. Yeah. If God is your problem, then God is your solution. Mm. I mean, that is a huge quote that resonates with me. And I'm thinking that can give me assurance because Mm. truly, if you have a problem with God, yeah, you know, then what's your problem with God? Because or as one of the teachers says, you are frustrated at God. You don't know him. Right. 
So if God is, I mean, what are your thoughts when you, when Dr. Tony Evans said that if God is your problem and God is your solution? I mean, that reminds me of what Christian rapper KB said one time at the Passion 268 conference. It was actually the 2021. It was the one that went from, in these conferences, Passion always does it from uh, the end of the new year to the beginning. Like, I'm pretty sure the conference is taking place already as we speak or has already taken place or will take place next week. They always do it in these times, you know? Yeah. Uh, but one thing that KB said during uh, the 2020-2021 conference was, uh, if death is someone else's problem, then Christ will always be someone else's solution. And he was talking about it in terms of, uh, man, uh, so much death with COVID, then man. Uh, and one thing KB also said was, one thing one thing COVID has done, one thing 2020 has done, it has put our faces to our mortality, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's another topic for another thing. But pretty much what he said was, if you have a problem with death, then Christ will be the solu your solution because Jesus rose from the dead and he offers you eternal life so consider him you know and in yep. the same way i think what dr evans is trying to say with this is if god is your problem god is your solution why because if you have a problem with god you can take it to him you can be certain that he will answer and if you have a problem with them in in terms of the heart because sometimes people like what i'm trying to say is i don't blame people for having philosophical struggles you know and what i mean yeah. is i don't blame people for doubting doubting our faith in the sense of, like, I'm not trying to say that it is a philosophically valid position to doubt God's existence. Nonetheless, um, people that do, oftentimes, and one of my teachers from an organization that no longer exists used to say this, um, used to say uh, that the apologist's work is not just to speak an answer that's cohesive, but also to... Uh, make a bridge between the mind and the heart that most times people's like when people are objecting to the idea of christianity and god and to jesus and to the gospel it's not just in their heads that they're trying to make up an argument it's also in their hearts because they have gone through hard things and they have gone through terrible things in their life and uh, they're trying to make sense of it and they can't and yeah. of course i mean because we are souls made by god um the first thing our soul goes back to is god God, why did you let this happen? So I understand. I've, I mean, I've asked those questions a lot too. Even as a Christian, sometimes I go through hard things. Even this semester, you know, sometimes I, I had some things that I wrestled with, and I'm like, God, why am I wrestling with this? And yeah. uh, but you know, God got me through it, and He's good, and He's Amen. still God. But I understand why people come up with these questions. You know, like like uh, just whoever listening to this, just know that I feel you. You know, like uh, yeah. we go through hard things, but know that um, God still loves you. And as Tony Evans said, if God is your problem, he's their solution in the sense that if it's a head problem, he will give you, he will allow you to, to reason it through because he's God. Amen, and, amen. Uh, and if it's a heart problem, invite him into your life and he will heal your heart as well. Amen to that. With this in mind, I would love for you to close us, to close us out in prayer mm -hmm. as we conclude Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just before we end, if you're a Christian, uh, I mean, it is. The new year, the new year already in the, I'm pretty sure it's already in year in New Zealand. And in Japan. Uh, and yeah, like pretty much the year is already started. So make sure you start it with God. Amen. Make yeah. sure you spend time with them in his word. Pray to him. Talk to him. And enjoy your time with your family too because God wants you to enjoy him and enjoy your family as well. And, uh, and just enjoy this year, you know. And, uh, and if anybody from our class is listening, it's not that I really love you guys. 
And I'm so thankful to God for y'all. And I'm sorry I couldn't go this time, but God willing, uh, we'll see you guys very soon this coming year. And Sauce, I just wanted to thank you. You know, um, I know that uh, I'm not some public figure out there. I'm just uh, your friend and your brother in Christ. And uh, and we were able to be classmates this last year, which was uh, it was really fun. You know, Amen. but uh, thank you for inviting me. Uh, I'm honored to be invited to this thing because I'm. <laughs> Like You'll podcasting on... is not my thing, but uh, but thank you for the invitation. You know, hey, hey, you're um, gonna. I definitely want. We're gonna be on for future episodes. You you will be on this future episodes for because we have uh, a whole. Hey, yeah. I don't have... know. I don't know if it's my thing, um. But um, of course, um, we will have to be very careful with certain topics. Of course, yeah. uh, but um, I mean, it's always a pleasure to be here. Just if I'm honest, I am aware that we are recording this for an audience to listen to. But for me, it's just I'm, I'm talking to Sostan about uh, important things happening today, you know? Yeah. So just know that anytime when we talk, it's all good, you know? <laughs> all right. So let's rest. I'm going to have you close us out in prayer. Absolutely. Um, right. Heavenly Father, uh, first of all, Lord, we just want to thank you for you. Um, because the fact that we have been able to pray right now, it's not because of uh, we are willingly praying, but you put the desire in us to pray. And it wouldn't be a desire we would have if it wasn't because uh, you've reached us because uh, we, we have not always been believers. So we thank you for that, Lord. I want to thank you for Sosan's life. I want to thank you for anybody else's life that is listening to this right now. Uh, thank you for them as well, Lord. I pray that this episode, uh, more than being informative, because it is, I pray that uh, it is edifying to everybody that is listening to this, that it actually benefits people's hearts, that uh, in the middle of all the turmoil that we see in the world, that... Uh, the fact that here and there we talk about the hope of, of, of Christ, the hope in Christ that we have, that it may comfort them. And to anybody that is listening to this, that is, doesn't identify as a believer, that it may help them consider our faith, Lord. And uh, Lord, we thank you for this new year. We put it in your hands because we don't know what's going to happen, Lord. We literally don't know. The world is in turmoil everywhere. Yeah. Economies and unstable everywhere. But Lord, uh, as just as your early followers said, and in many ways, how they ended some of some of the epistles. Please come, Lord. Um, but as we await for that day, Lord, uh, just help us live right, God. And and just uh, thank you for Sazan's life. And thank you for the opportunity to share here. And uh, and we thank you for this year. And we pray for the new one in your hands. In Jesus' name, we praise you and we worship you. Amen. 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 And with us, my guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this wonderful topic or this wonderful interview with my good friend, Natan. And I just want to tell you, may God bless you guys as you guys start off in your New Year's. And may the Lord bless you and keep you and let his countenance be upon you. God bless remember you. God, Happy New Year. Yes. <laughs> remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. And have a blessed day. Bye. You just heard an episode of The Sash Report, a podcast on Spotify, iHeart, and anywhere you hear a podcast. Remember, guys, hit that like and follow button. See you next time, and keep it saucy.